Shalom to all. Today's office is getting Daf Mem Hey, and we are starting the sixth line with the words Amrle Abayla Rav Yosef. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas Mars Miriam Sar Bas Rabbi Yaakov Moshe Hernish Shama Shad Avin Aliyah Elili Nishmas Mars Freidi Chayi Bela Bas Yitzchok Tzvi Hernish Shama Shad Avin Aliyah. Now in the previous Gemara we had learned that if a person sells his Eved to Chutz Laaretz, so his second master, the one that bought him and is now bringing him to Chutz Laaretz, has to set him free. So Amrle Abayla Rav Yosef Abayas Rav Yosef My Chazid Kansin Loi Kach Nikasela Moicher. Why is it that we're Knasing the Loi Kach, the one that bought the Eved to set him free? We should Knas the one that sold the Eved to set him free, which means the one that sold the Eved, the original master, should have to return the money that he received for selling him, and he would have to set the Eved free. So Amalei Rav Yosef told Abai, Lav Achberganov, Elachuruganov. The mouse isn't the thief, the hole is the thief. Meaning, if a mouse steals some food, that's not considered a successful theft unless he has a hole to run to. And over here, we're saying that the Lekach is considered like the hole because he's the one that's bringing the Eved to Chutzlaret. So Amalei Abai responded to him, Ilav Achbra, Churumanale. If one have a mouse, so the hole can't steal anything. In other words, the real culprit is the one that sold the Eved. So Gemara says, no, Mastabra, it's logical to say that Hechad Iki Hasam, wherever the Isra is located, Kansinan, that's where we're going to Kanas, and since the Isra, meaning the Eved, is currently located in Chutz so we're going to Kanas the master that's located in Chutz and that's the second master. He's the one that has to set the Eved free. Now we're going to have a story. Who opted to Arkham Chutz Laaretz? It was an Eved that escaped from his master and ran from Chutz Laaretz to Eretz Yisrael. Also, Mara Basre, his master came after him. Also, Kamei Rami, he came to Rami, Amr Leir, Rami told him, we're going to write a star for you for his value, meaning the Evid has to pay you his value. But you have to write for him a get cheres, means you have to let him free. The lion, if you don't do that, I'm going to take this Evid away from you. How so? Based off what Rabbi Achi, the son of Rabbi Yeshia, said, The Pasuk tells us, They're not allowed to dwell in your land, lest they cause you to sin against me. Now, you might think, talking about a guy who accepted upon himself that he's not going to serve idols. Tom Leimar. So another Pasuk tells us, Don't hand over an Eved to his master who had escaped to you from his master. So what's the Takana for this Eved who escaped? The Pasuk tells us, He shall live among you. So the basic understanding of this Pesukim is that a non-Jew who's not allowed to live in Eretz Yisrael runs away from his master, that's what the Pasuk says, which means that he gives up idol worship, don't hand him over to his master, meaning don't chase him out of Eretz Yisrael and let him remain there. Now, Rabbi Yeshua had a problem with this understanding. Instead of saying and really instead of reading we should read and Rabbi Yeshua's problem is that if we're talking about an Eved that's not really running away from his master it's talking about he's leaving idol worship so instead of saying it should say he's leaving his gods meaning he's leaving idol worship. So Rabbi Yeshua has a different understanding of this Pasuk. The Pasuk's talking about selling his Eved to Chutz Laaret which means if a person sells his Eved to Chutz Laaret, so therefore, don't hand him over to his master, which means he's not allowed to be sold to Chutz Laaret and he has to be set free. And Avakashalei, the Rabbi Achi, Rabbi Yeshia, Rabbi Achi, the son of Rabbi Yeshia, has a problem with this. Hi, Asher, you not sell Eilecha, Asher, you not sell Me'imachim Ba'ilei. If this is really the explanation of the Pasuk, instead of saying Asher, you not sell Eilecha, which means Rabbi Achi, Rabbi Yeshia, understood his father to be explaining the word you not sell to mean separated, meaning if the Eved's being separated from his master, so instead of saying you not sell Eilecha, which means being separated to you, it should say you not sell Me'imach, separated from you. So, Elam Rabbi Rabbi Yeshia, Rabbi Rabbi Yeshia says, The Pasuk's talking about in Eved, the ran from Chutz Laaretz to Eretz Yisrael, and that's what it means that he's being separated to you, he's being separated from his master 
to Eretz Yisrael, so we're not allowed to force him to go back to his master in Chutz Aretz because he's going back to Chutz Aretz, and we know whenever it's not allowed to go from Eretz Yisrael to Chutz Aretz, and therefore we force his master to free him. Now, Tanya Idach, we have a different price that has a totally different understanding of these Pesukim. The Pesuk says, Lois Asker Eved Al-Adoinov, don't hand an Eved over to his master. Rebbe Yomir Rebbe says, This is talking about a person buying an Eved, and he intends to free that Eved, and that's telling him that once he buys that Eved, he has to set him free, and he's not allowed to enslave him. Ask the Gemara Hechidami, what's the case? that he wrote the following for the Eved, when I buy you, yourself is acquired to you from now already, and that's what the Pasuk's talking about. Now we have a story, Rav Chizda Chizda's Eved ran away to Bekusai. Now Rav Chizda lived in Bavel, which is Chutz Laaretz, and Bekusai is a place in Chutz Laaretz as well. Seemingly Kusim lived over there. So Shalchalu, he sent a message to the people of Bekusai, Hadru and Yali, return my Eved to me. So Shalchalu, they sent him the following message, the Pasuk says, don't hand over an Eved to his master. And since your Evid ran away, the Pasuk tells us that we can't hand him back over to you. Skip the parentheses. So Shalchalu, we sent him the following message. That Pasuk's talking about an Evid that ran away from Chutz Aretz to Eretz Yisrael. Like the way of Achib Rabbi Yishe explained the Pasuk. And my Evid ran from Chutz Aretz to a different place in Chutz Aretz. So you have to return him. Now the Gemara just asks, Why is it that in this return message he sent to them, he explained the Pasuk the way Rabbi Yishe explained it? Why not explain it the way that Rebbe explained it? So Gemara answers, that's because they, the people of Beit Kusai, who are Kusim, they only interpret Pesukim according to the literal understanding. They don't go with drushes by the Rabbanon of a Pasuk. And Rebbe's understanding of this Pasuk is less literal than Rabbi Achib so that's why he sent them Rabbi Achib understanding of the Pasuk and not Rebbe's. Now another story with these people from Beit Kusai, Abai lost a donkey and it had went to Beit Kusai. So he sent him the following message, send me my donkey back. So he sent him the following message, Shalach Simana. Send us a simon to prove that it's your donkey. So Shalchulhu, he sent them back the following message to Chivakrise, its stomach is white. Shalchulay, they sent him back the following message. E loved the Nachmaniat. If you weren't Nachmani, we've seen before that Abai was called Nachmani. We would not send it back to you because Atu Kulecham Rulav Krisayo Chivrininhu are not all donkeys' stomachs white. Of course, your donkey's stomach is white. And that's not really a valid simon. But since we trust you, that's how we're sending the donkey back. And Atu Brain Mishnah, the Mishnah tells us, No redeeming Captives, obviously you're talking about Jewish captives, more than their value. Don't help captives escape. It's not because of Tikkun Oilam, it's because of Takana Shvuyin for the remaining captives that are there. And the Gemara is going to explain what this is referring to. So the Gemara says, who asked the following question, when the Mishnah says, don't buy captives more than their value because of Tikkun Oilam, what does that mean? Is that because of pressure on the Tzibur? Meaning it's not fair to place this responsibility on the tzibur to raise massive sums of money, or maybe it's so as not to encourage them to capture more and bring more to sell, because these kidnappers see that they can sell Jews for a very high price, way over their market value, they're just going to go try and capture Jews to make a lot of money. So what's the ticket of them over here? Levi Bardarga, he redeemed his daughter from captors for 13,000 golden dinarim. So we see from here that the whole issue is and since he didn't come onto the tzibur, he didn't ask the public to help him, he took it out of his own personal funds, it was besated for him to do so. Now, Rabbi Habai says, Who said he did this with the will of the Chachamim? Maybe he did this against the will of the Chachamim, and if he would have asked, the Chachamim would have told him, don't do that. So that's not a riot that Tikkun O'elam is because of Ducha Tzibura. And the Gemara continues, we had said, We don't help captives escape, because of Tikkun O'elam. Now, Shemim Gamliel, he says, because of Tikkun O'elam. The Gemara asks, what's the difference between them? 
It could be neither. The difference is delak al If there's only one captive, means if there's remaining captives there. So after this fellow escapes, the captors are going to act really harshly with the ones that still remain. So if there's only one, according to Shimon Gamliel, we can help him escape. But according to the Tanakama, even if there's only one captive, we're not allowed to help him escape because of Tikkun Olam. We don't want these captors to treat new captives very harshly. So according to the Tanakama, even though there's only one, no helping him escape. And a story. They would stir a pot with their hands. So there's a boiling hot pot of soup and they would stick their hands into the pot and stir it and not get burned. Now, Rabbi Ilish had the following question. Because if it says in the Pasuk, I've only found one man in a thousand that's a tzaddik. But I have never found a woman that's a tzaddikas. But how could this Pasuk make sense? We have the daughters of Rav Nachman who seem to be these huge rabbitsons that they're able to stick their hands in the pot and stir it around and they're not getting burned. So Gemara tells us, This matter caused them, these daughters of Nachman, to be captured. And him, meaning Rav Ilish, got captured along with them. There was this fellow captive sitting next to Rav Ilish and this fellow understood the language of the birds. Also Urva, a raven came along and was calling out to him. Rav Ilish asked his fellow, What's this raven saying? Amrle, the fellow told him, Ilish Barach, Ilish Barach. It's saying, Ilish, run away. Ilish, run away. So Amr of Ilish said, Urva Shekerhu, a raven's a liar, and I can't trust him. Now, in the meantime, Asa Yaina, a dove came. Vikakarian was calling out. Amrle, so of Ilish has his fellow, Micah Amr, what's the dove saying? Amrle told him, Ilish Barach, Ilish Barach. It's saying, Ilish, run away. So Amr of Ilish said, Knesset Yisrael, Kiyayna Mesila. Knesset Yisrael, meaning Am Yisrael, is compared to a dove. Shma Mina Mesrachshli Nisa. I see that a nase is going to happen to me. Amr of Ilish told himself, Ezel Achsi Benazid Rav Nachman, I'm going to go and see the Dars of Rav Nachman. If they remain faithful, meaning they didn't live with their captors, so then I'm going to save them and bring them with me. So Amr, he told himself, Nashi, women, call me Lida Islahu. Anytime they have secrets they want to talk, Sajan Ladadi Beis Akisei, they talk to each other about it in the bathroom. So he went outside the women's bathroom, so he heard that the daughters of Nachman were saying, Adi govrin v'nardai govrin. These, meaning our captors, are our husbands, and these people in Ardai that we're married to, they are our husbands. Let's tell our captors, that they should go really far away from here, so that people don't come along, and hear that we were captured, and redeem us and bring us back to our husbands. So it's very clear to Rav Ilash that they did not remain faithful to their husbands, and they were living with their captors. So come, he got up, Arak Asa Ihu Gavra, him and his fellow ones the language of the birds, they ran away. A nace happened to him, Trev Ilish, because he was able to cross on the ferry across the river, but that fellow, the captors found him and killed him. When the daughter of Nachman came back, clearly they were redeemed against their will. Amar of Ilish said, Clearly they're stirring this pot with kishif, with sorcery, and it wasn't because they were big tzadikas, it's because they were using some sort of magic. And after brand new Mishnah, similar to the previous one, No buying sefer tarot, tefillin, and mezuzahs from Gayim more than their value. Either because we don't want to put this heavy responsibility on the zebra that they're going to have to raise massive sons of money to redeem these sefer tarot, tefillin, and mezuzahs from Gayim, or because we don't want the Gayim to say, hey, this is a prophet business, let's steal Sifrei Tarot, Tefillin, and Mezuzahs, and then just sell them back to Jews, and we're going to make lots of money. So only for their fair market value, and not more than that. The Gemara now tells us, Amalei Rav Bodhi, Rav Ashi, Rav Bodhi told Rav Ashi, Yesha Kedei Demehen, Hudein Lekchen. The Mishnah tells us that more than their market value, we're not allowed to buy this from them. Habechdei Demehen Lekchen. Mashma, that we are allowed to buy Sifrei Tarot, Tefillin, and Mezuzahs from Gayim, if it's at fair market value. Now, Shema, you know, we see from here, Sifrei Tarot, Shinim, Tzibiyar, Avi, Kuchavim, that a Sefer that's found by a guy, Kairun, by, that we're allowed to read from it, and we could trust that it's a Kasher Sefer Tarot. We're going to see soon that this is 
actually a machlekes. So it seems to be that our Mishnah is machria, according to this side, that we are allowed to read from it. The Gemara says it's not a raya, don't malignize. Maybe we're saying that we should buy the Sefer Torah just to put it in Geniza, and the reason why we're going to do that is because we don't want the Sefer Torah to be by the guy. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we're allowed to read from the Sefer Torah. And Amar of Nachman, Nachman says, Naktinin, we have a Messiah, Sefer Torah Shekasu Min, if a Min wrote a Sefer Torah, you sorry if it has to be burned. Now, just for something interesting, usually the word Min means an apikairas, which is referring to a Jew that's against Hashem. However, take a look at Rashi at the second narrow line. Rashi says, So Rashi's translating a Min as a priest, which means he's a non-Jew. However, if you have a Ezbahadr Gemara, most probably you're going to have a little Gimel over there, and that sends you to Hagais with Siyunim, which says in a lot of Gemaras, the Gerson Rashi is that what's a Min? Yehudi She'enoi Mamel Adivri Chazal, a Jew that doesn't believe in Divri Chazal. And the reason why our Rashi says that it's a priest is because it was taken out by the censor. So it's just an interesting thing to point out over here. But either way, we have this memory from Nachman that if a Sefer Torah was written by a Min, so it has to be burned. That's because we assume that when he's writing Hashem's name, he has in mind his gods, and he's definitely not thinking about Hashem. Now we continue, Kasu if a guy wrote it, Yiganes, it has to be put away. That's because we don't know what the guy's intention was when he wrote it. Now let's say Nimtza Biyad Min, if it was just found by a Min, but not necessarily that he wrote it, Yiganes, it has to be put away. Nimtza Biyad if he was found by a guy, Amri La Yiganes, some say it has to be hidden away, but Amri and some say current by that we could read from it. And we continue with this, Sefer Torah Shekhsavai a Sefer Torah that was written by a guy, we have three different prices about this. Tani Chada, one price says, you sorry if it has to be burned. Vitani Idech, another Brisa says, you it has to be hidden away. Vitani Idech, another Brisa says, current by that we could read from it. And like Kasha, there's no steering between these Brises. Halitani Yisarif, the one that says it has to be burned, Rebelazar, he, that's Rebelazar. Damra Rebelazar says, Stamach Shavas, Avikachavim, Labadis Kachavim, that is Stamach Shava of a guy who's writing something, he's thinking about his God, his idol, so obviously that Sefer Torah would have to be burned. Fahalitani, the Brisa that says, you it has to be hidden away. Hi Tanu, that's according to the following Tanu. The Tani Rav Hamnuna, Bered Ravim Pashrunya, Sefer Torah, Tlonim Zuz, Shiksavan Min, some take out the word Min, Umasar, or someone who's a Miser wrote it, meaning he tells on his fellow brethren to the government, Avikachavim, or a guy wrote it, the Eved or non-Jewish Eved, Isha, a woman, the Katon, or someone under Bar Mitzvah, the Kusi, or a Kusi, the Yisrael Mumar, Psulin, that's Pasul. Shnever, because the Pasuk says, Ukshartem, Ukshavtam, and you shall tie them, referring to Tfilin being tied on the arm, and Ukshavtam literally is referring to writing a mezuzah. Now, what do we learn from here? Kol Anyone that has a Chiv to tie Tfilin, he's allowed to write a mezuzah, and for that matter, a Sefer Torah as well. But anyone that doesn't put on Tfilin, namely a guy, in a Bixiva, he can't write a Sefer Torah. But as we see from here, all it says is that it's Pasul, and it does not say it has to be burned. And Vahadat Tanya, the Brisa says, Kairon by the word allowed to read from it, Hai Tanu, it's according to the following Tanu, the Tanya of a we can buy a safer Torah from a guy in any place. As long as it's written kehalacha. And Umay said there was a story about Avik Chavim Echad with Sidon with a guy that lived in Sidon. Shaya Kaisif Svarim he would write safer Torah. Behitar Shem Gamliel Likachimenu. Rav Shem Gamliel allowed us to buy a safer Torah from him. So these three brises are in a stira. They're all according to three different Manda Amrim. Now the Gemara is going to ask Rav Shem Gamliel. Rav Shem Gamliel Ibud Lishman Bay Ksiv Lishman Loy Bay. Rav Shem Gamliel requires the bottom of the tefillin to be processed Lishma. That's what Ibud. Is, they have to be processed and made lishma, but writing of it doesn't have to be done lishma. How does that make sense? And where do we see that the ebit has to be lishma? If a person took his tefillin and coated them with gold or with the hide of a tame animal, they're puzzle. If he covered his tefillin with the hide of a tar animal, so they're kosher. Even though the ebit, the processing of this hide of the batim, wasn't done lishma. Whereas Rabshim Gamil and Rabshim Gamil says, Even though he covered it with the hide of a tar animal, it's possible, Ache Ibn Lishman, unless that Ibud, the processing of the hide, was done Lishma. So, how could it be that Rabshim Gamliel says that the Ibud of the hide has to be done Lishma, but the writing of the tefillin itself doesn't have to be done Lishma? So, Amarabar Shmuel, or Abar Shmuel answers, Begersha Chazal Surai. When Rabshim Gamliel said that we're allowed to buy a safer Torah from this guy 
that lives in Sidon, this fellow wasn't a guy, he was actually a ger that just went back to his old ways, so really he's a Jew, and that's what we're allowed to buy from him. The Gemara asked Lasurai, he went back to his old ways, which means he's serving idols? Kol Shekane, of course it should be us to buy from him. To Havle Min, he's a Min, he's an Apikaris, he's serving idols, of course we shouldn't be allowed to buy from him. So Ravashi Rashi clarifies, The only reason why he went back to his old ways of serving idols is because he was afraid. What does that mean he was afraid? He was afraid that his old cronies and all the people where he came from were going to kill him if they found out that he was a practicing Jew, so he went back to acting like a guy, but really his intention was to be a Yid, and therefore, according to Hashem Gamliel, we could trust the Sefer Torah that he writes. Now, Meshach told us that we're not allowed to pay more than fair market value for Sefer Torah to fill in that come from Gayim. However, Tanar Abanan, we have a breast that tells us, Malan Bidmein Aikadei Tarpaik, we are allowed to pay a Tarpaik more than their fair market value, and that's okay. It's just a little bit more, so it's fine. Now, my Tarpaik, we just ask, what exactly is a Tarpaik? So, Amar Sheshaz, Sheshaz explains, Estira, it's the value of an Estira, which is a type of coin, meaning it's not so much more than the standard market value, so it's okay to pay this little bit more. And now we're going to have a story in regards to paying too little for these things. Hayitayasa, there was an Arab woman, she brought a whole pouch of tefillin in front of Abaye, and she was offering to sell it to him. Amrullah, so he told her, give me a pair for dates. Basically, he was completely undervaluing the tefillin, and he was offering her mere pennies for them. And what happened? Imlaya Ziera, she got really upset. Shakla, she took them, and she threw them in the river. So after this happened, Amr Abaye commented, I shouldn't have cheapened them in front of her so much, they got her so mad, she threw them in the river. And so we learned from here that he should have at least offered her fair market value for them and not offered such a low price that caused her to ruin the tefillin. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a brand new Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.